In the morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ, you're listening to St. Mark of Bemidji's podcast. Whether this is your first time or your 500th time listening, thanks for joining us here today around the Word of God. For the next few podcasts, I'd like to take us down a little side path of thought for your consideration. Many people look at the Wisconsin Senate of the Lutheran Church and see us as very stodgy in our worship practices, or possibly too Catholic for many. It's pretty rare to hear any hymns written after 1940. Then what's with all that psalm, half-singing, half-chanting stuff? Did you know that there's a reason for all of it? And it's not arbitrary at all. In fact, it's ancient, beautiful, and connects us to believers stretching back thousands of years. These short studies were written by a pastor from a confessional Missouri Synod pastor. Confessional meaning a strict interpretation of the Bible as the inspired Word of God without error, and describing to the three ecumenical creeds and the documents contained within the Book of Concord as being authoritative in their studies of the Bible and its application. I'll be reading it, but it's his study and hard work that put it together. The study uses the order of worship colloquially known as page 5 and 15 of the Lutheran Service Book to explain the order of worship in a logical progression. Liturgy is one of those words that has come to mean many things to different people. To some, it is nothing other than the order of service that is followed in church. No biggie. Others take this a step further and say other orders of church services are just as good as ours. Some others believe that liturgy is hard and fast and that the only one to use is the one we use. Some others take this a step farther and declare that Page 15 from the Lutheran hymnal is the only order of service that should be used. And many others declare that we can do what we want with the order of service, whatever and however that might be, because you can't find any order of service in the Bible. Dear friends in Christ, is any of this thinking acceptable to you? St. Paul, Scripture, said in reference to the Old Testament, The former things were written for our learning. And I mean to tell you that the Old Testament is filled to overflow with instruction to the church about liturgy. What else? So is the New Testament. So the Word of God says plenty about liturgy. First of all, being a Lutheran Christian firmly within the Western Catholic tradition, we define liturgy as does Scripture. God's service to us through the divinely established rites of the proclaimed Word and the sacraments and our service to God through prayer, praise, and thanksgiving. The Reformers called it Gottsdienst. The emphasis of liturgy is little a matter of us serving God, but of God serving us. God serves us? Emphatically, yes! This is the great mystery of the Christian faith, that while we should be serving God as our Creator, Lord, and King, God desires to serve us. He does so because He knows that this is necessary for us. We, who are by nature sinful and unclean, are totally unable to please God, unable to serve Him. For this reason, He sent forth His Son. As Jesus Himself said, The Son of Man has not come to be served, but to serve, and to give His life as a ransom for many. Mark chapter 10, verse 45. This, St. Paul writes, 
is the mystery of godliness. In 1 Timothy 3, verse 16, He who is the Lord came to serve us, to give us the life and salvation that we could never win or earn, because even the best of our works fall short of winning God's praise. Indeed, as Isaiah writes, they are as filthy rags in chapter 64, verse 6, before the holy God. As Jesus made clear when Peter objected to his Lord's attempt to wash his feet, we must be served by God or we will never be able to enter or remain in his kingdom. If I do not wash you, Jesus said, then you have no part in me. Recorded in St. John chapter 13, verse 8. Well, God served us. He gave his only son to pay the penalty to God for what our sins deserved. That, namely his wrath and displeasure, temporal death and eternal damnation. He, Christ Jesus, the eternal sacrifice, his taking our sins upon himself, his death on the cross, his shed blood, the only cleansing agent possible for sins, his rising out of death so that we also might walk in newness of life. Gottsdienst. So, if we recognize that we need God's service, His gift of grace in Christ, we will surely realize that receiving this grace ought to be the focus of our life, our congregation, and therefore of our Sunday service. It must be Gottsdienst, God serving us, or we can in no way have His salvation and in no way serve Him. As St. John taught us, we love Him because He first loved us and gave himself for us. A part of the definition of the term liturgy is work. But first and foremost, this work is not what sinners do for God, but what God does for sinners through his Son. Jesus does all the work, all the liturgy. He humbles himself and is incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary. He takes all our sins and griefs from us and does the hard work of bearing them to the cross, where he and he alone does the really hard messianic work of suffering and dying under the wrath of God for us. He is the one who presented himself a living sacrifice to God, which is his liturgy, says St. Paul in Romans 12. So, I am declaring what scripture so often declares, that who Jesus is and what Jesus does is liturgy. Jesus is the life, according to John chapter 14. Liturgy is life, and life is liturgy. In Romans 12, St. Paul even encourages his readers to offer up their bodies as living sacrifices. That is like unto the Lord himself, except that Christians don't offer themselves in sacrifice to God for their sins. For Christ alone offered that sacrifice. But Scripture declares that the sacrifices of God are a broken and contrite heart. Scripture declares that the work of God is that we believe His Word and live holy lives according to it. Why else would Christians gather in liturgy to receive the body and blood of Christ and the Holy Supper except it be that faith might be strengthened, that we might live more according to God's will, that we might forgive our enemies and love our neighbors and do good to all? Thus, Scripture uses the term liturgy and repeatedly suggests that the liturgy consists of important divine elements. First, Jesus and his liturgy for us. Second, our responsive liturgy toward Jesus. Third, there is the element of sacrifice, Jesus' sacrifice, and therefore the responsive sacrifice of the Christian. And fourth, 
Liturgy is life, and life is liturgy. Scripture so defines it. Liturgy, in this way of speaking, is a two-way street. God's action towards us, revealing and applying His grace in Jesus Christ through word and sacramental action, and our response through listening, learning, and believing, the third commandment, which alone enlightens the mind and heart and motivates our words and actions. My kids in class have learned well, for when I ask them, what are you supposed to do in church? They answer, listen, because faith comes through listening to the word of God, Romans 10, verse 17. And listening includes paying attention. Otherwise, one isn't listening. But that can be a problem, can't it? As sinners, listening is fraught with difficulty. For due to the fall into sin, listening with all one's heart, soul, and strength and mind became problematic. It is entirely possible for anyone to become distracted, and easily so, from the spiritual reality of the heart. God through his prophets everywhere decry this. Said Isaiah, This people draws near to me with their mouth, and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me, and their fear of me is a commandment taught by men. Isaiah 29 verse 13 Despite the carefully given instructions and the warnings to listen, to engage one's entire being to the word of God, even the best of us must admit that we all have a manner of trouble doing this. Eyes wander, minds wander, ears fill with distraction and distortion, not to mention that the experts tell us that we remember only 25% of what we hear anyway. That doesn't mean 25% of the message that is brought, but 25% of what we actually listen to. And how much is that? A good picture of the waywardness of the sinner straying from God, wouldn't you say? Thanks be to God, the Spirit-inspired word of, in the apostles and the prophets, that the word is powerful indeed. If God had relied on the memories of the writers, there's no telling what we might be left with. Plus, if it were left to my memory, well, it's like a sieve now. What would it be if left to me? No kidding, it wouldn't be. What a testimony to the power of the Holy Spirit in the preaching and teaching of the Word of God that lost souls, with obvious listening problems, are brought to and kept in the one true faith. This is why God gave liturgy to his church in the Old Testament and reminded us via St. Paul of what we should learn from it in the New Testament. The liturgy we use gives a format for receiving God's benefits and learning God's will toward us, and it is fundamentally built upon the Word of God regarding worship in the Old Testament, a fitting thing for us to do because God does not change. So, each week, the same basic truths and teachings are repeated. Liturgy does this because liturgy is life, and life is liturgy. More next time. Amen. We hope that today's meditation on God's Word has enriched you. Divine services are held right here in Bemidji, Minnesota at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Sunday school and adult Bible study is also offered between our Sunday services at 9.15 a.m. Our church services are live-streamed at 8 a.m. on Sunday mornings and are available afterwards on our channel, St. Mark Lutheran Church Bemidji. If you're listening or watching this podcast, you are cordially invited to join us in person next week and every week. This is our fourth year producing this podcast, 
and there is a large archive of devotional material online available if you want to learn more about God and His Word. Visit www.stmarkbemidji.org or look in the show notes in this podcast for a link to this and many other meditations on God. You can also search for St. Mark Bemidji on YouTube to find our channel. If you have any questions or you would like more information about our church and its ministry, please visit our website, which is once again www.stmarkbemidji.org. All scripture readings are taken from the Holy Bible, New International Version, copyright 2011, and are used by permission from Zondervan. Meditation's daily devotional is published by Northwestern Publishing House and is also used by permission. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider subscribing and telling a friend. May God bless the rest of your day. salvation free lasting to eternity